0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Spirituality and Magic Podcast. I'm your host once again, Hunter Salazar, and today I have two guests. One is Josh.
1: Hello, how's it going?
0: And the other is Alina, or Lena.
1: Hey y'all.
0: Alright, so um, they're going to be asking me questions in this podcast uh, through a wide range of topics. Mainly gods and magic. So um, Josh, did you want to start out?
1: Yes, please. My first question is, do you think magic will turn more towards its roots? Alchemy, again, towards physical magic. Mm.
0: Okay, so magic affects um, the material, but I I think that it was birthed of the subterranean uh, uh, kind of rivers and and lines uh, just beneath reality so there's a there's a re- reality just below the reality that we experience the material that we experience the energy that we experience and that reality is where magic flows um to tap into that reality is what the goal of a magician is whether it be a blood magician a magician chaos magician um you know whether it be a pagan or whether it be somebody who who paints themselves with woad whatever it is it's usually just sub when it comes to Not necessarily piercing the ground, but just um, subterranean when it comes to consciousness, but also um, uh, metaphysically um, in relation to uh, material. So, will it return to its roots? Uh, I think it's always placed in its roots. I don't think that we have to return to something that it still kind of is. So, uh, Lena, did you want to ask a question? Uh,
1: Yes. Um, What drew you to Kalima? Uh,
0: Kalima is... So... What drew me to her is I found Paramahansa Yokananda after searching through many spiritual traditions and religions, and I started to, I found the works of Paramahansa Yogananda, and then um, I started to see that it made sense. Everything that he believes made sense. A lot of things in Hinduism made sense, and even you know uh, Jesus Christ being an avatar, Krishna being an avatar, uh, Shakyamuni Buddha being an avatar. It all made sense to me. Not as they didn't feel as separate once I encountered Palamasu Yogananda's teachings. Um, so it was an obvious jump from those teachings to he, he his divine mother is the divine mother Kalima, which is a goddess. Uh, she is very uh, she's very protective. She is very uh, enlightening. And she's very much like the mother that t- makes you eat your greens. Um, Kalima is, is a force that's trans-dimensional. Um, very feminine but motherly, and exists in one form or another to many different galaxies in every universe. So she's very vast and she has many different names, many different actualities, but um, she exists far more in the astral realms um, than in the material. And what drew me to her is, is just the feeling of her um, that Paramahansa Yogananda followed her or follows her, and that she has the feel of a, a protective mother. Which is a feel that if we get, if we kind of get a feeling for, I guess, um, becomes something that's that's very warm, comforting uh, for us as sentient beings. Anyway, uh, Josh, would you like to ask a question?
1: My next question was: Are there any prophecies associated with Kalimar Shiva? As far as
0: prophecies go, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really say. I would. Well, I would say that um, prophecies are more in yugas, which are cycles of time. Um, you know, yugas usually are described as being 250,000 years to several million years. And I wasn't until Paramahansa Okananda that I realized that they're also very tiny yugas that last only a few thousand years. Um, but when it comes to prophecy, it's more about trying to figure out which yuga or cycle you're in and how to behave or what you have to do in that cycle as an individual. So I guess prophecy is more, um is more calculated and mathematic in hinduism. At any rate, would you like to ask a question, Lena?
1: Yes. Um how did you come to practice magic?
0: Um honestly, it was <clears throat> it was a path that I didn't start out with by somebody introducing me or somebody that uh like really knew about it started talking to me about it. It was something that I found based on my own endeavors to understand spirituality in general. Different forms of spirituality, different Uh, abilities and spirituality different ways to understand what a spell is like in the beginning I did not know what a spell is how to cast it what casting was and how to understand my relationship to magic there just wasn't anything there so I just kind of dived in and tried to learn as much about magic as possible because spirituality uh, and religion a lot of the time you'll hear the word magic and you'll hear the word sorcerer or wizard i'm like okay what is this exactly so i got i got curious and just really dived in tried to figure out what it was and then i became a magician not too long after so josh did you want to ask a question
1: one last question um can you speak on ganesh and Hugh Hugh Mon? The human yeah what uh, are they about an aspect
0: okay so ganesh is a god of wisdom intellect and obstacle breaker um he is the son of kalima without being a son of shiva so he was basically birthed completely through kalima according to many people who dedicate themselves to ganesh he allows somebody to see true knowledge and understand it without any ignorance or any bias the closer you are to ganesha the easier it is to understand various uh various truths various realities and when it comes to obstacle breaking, this kind of goes hand in hand. So Ganesh is very good about helping you get over what you don't understand, helping you work past what is, what is causing you a bunch of pain through helping you realize exactly what is in your way. So he's very much a god of knowledge and understanding and breaking obstacles, which all go hand in hand. Um, he is often associated with the intellect, and he's shown to ride a mouse or a rat. Because, you know, this elephant-headed large man riding a rat, it might seem ridiculous, but the reason why it shows that is because the intellect is very massive, but it's also very light uh, in every individual. Um, Ganesh is uh, is definitely a symbol and uh, an actualization of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So, Lena, do you have another question?
1: Um, yes. What exactly is magic, and how does it differ from magic, spelled with a C?
0: Okay, so... A lot of us, even those who really despise Aleister Crowley, kind of accepted his differentiation between magic with a C, which is just illusion, and magic with a CK at the end, which is actually actualization of a deeper reality into the material reality. So Aleister Crowley made that distinction. He basically said, you know, it makes more sense if we put put aside the illusion and, and make actualization with a slightly different name which is ck and um that's kind of where it comes from um what what was the other part of your question
1: oh how it differs from magic with
0: the okay yeah okay so um definitely magic with a c is illusion magic with a ck is actually casting spells at work um actualization as it were uh it's not illusion that's i guess that's the difference anyway you had another question is magic dark or light um magic is just magic it's neither dark lights or necessarily even gray it is an energy source that you draw upon to affect reality the reality around you the reality as an individual the reality for your group um whether you be a shaman a witch um uh, a mage a sorcerer a blood sorcerer um no matter what kind of person you are and what you use magic for it is basically just a fuel source that you can manipulate once you're able to tap into um the channels of magic that exists just below the uh, surface of reality um and then what you do with it is purely based on you as an individual but it is purely to me a power source so you have another question uh yeah
1: this one has to do with cali ma um what do the arms around Kali
0: Ma's waist symbolize um the arms around her waist that she uses as a skirt represents um negative actions that people who follow her um, chose not to do or ones that they did but feel bad about and give them to the Kalima in understanding that um, they shouldn't have done that, I shouldn't have done that and here is this negative action, I'm very sorry for it or this is what I wanted to do um, and I show this to you, I, I nobly and as a warrior show you what I was going to do and not try to lie to you And then she cuts that action, and actions are usually done by the hands, in a way, for human beings, especially symbolically. So she slashes that action, and she takes it up as her skirt, um, in reverence for the fact that it was was either never committed, or it was committed but somebody felt sorry for it. At any rate, do you have another question? Uh, hold on. Uh,
1: why does Kalimau have four arms?
0: Okay, so Kalima has four arms. So one of the arms usually – so there's different – There's different. people have different ideas about the arms. So in the statue that I have, the idol that I have, there's a number of arms. It's probably like uh, 10 or 12, and these represent different, different weapons of the intellect and spirits and defending against ignorance and delusion. Um, if she has four arms and she has that uh, blade that is meant to sever heads from their bodies, uh, she's severing the ego from our bodies, so that we're not reliant upon material existence and we're not egoic or selfish, uh, assuming that we allow her to do that. Um, another arm will carry the trishula, which is a trident-like thing that represents the three natures of of the three energies of nature that combine to form various things: uh, tamaguna. That tamaguna is um, darkness lethargy, um, rajaguna is activity and uh, and kind of busyness and movement, and Sattva-guna is purity, and different variations of these make various um, uh, things in the universe or universes. Um, so one of her hands heads, I mean one of her hands has the uh, the trishula, uh, another one has the head of a demon. Um, I think it was Chandra um perhaps that's a that's the incorrect name but uh, she has the head of a demon that um the gods ask kali mod say you have to stop this demon because every time we cut him another drop falls off him another demon is born just like desire if we try to satisfy a desire another one is born um that's the that's the example um so uh she has the head cut off the demon and then she has a uh, a bowl directly below that head in her other arm which gathers the blood so that another desire does not come to fruition and we aren't constantly going to another desire after desire after desire all right so uh what's your next question
1: all right i feel as though there's a lot of symbolism behind Kali maul can you describe her look and why she has heads and arms that she wears
0: okay so the uh the heads around her neck let's go ahead and go to that the heads around her neck are usually 36 in number and each of those uh, represent a different letter than sanskrit alphabets um, and they represent also demons heads the demons that she's slain but uh, when it comes to the sanskrit alphabet and be every every head being a different letter it means that she dominates language she is not dominated by language which means that she dominates logic she is not dominated by logic she, is not, she cannot be understood completely through logic. She has to be understood through the heart and through, and through effort and compassion and understanding. She cannot be logically deduced. Do you have one more question?
1: Yes. Um, how has Kali Ma and magic transformed your life?
0: So Kalima has transformed my life in that it help, she has helped me understand compassion. It's helped me to understand my spiritual journey and it's helped me along that. And also where I go when, I'll, when I die, before I return here, I will go, uh, I'll go to one of the, the locusts, uh, one of the um, planets in the astral realm, the positive astral realm, to learn as much as I can in this jungle of light. Beings and light trees and various things made of lights. And Kalima herself, um, this planet exists in her lap. And in this planet, I hope to learn and bask in Kalima's warmth before I come down here to achieve full liberation, full moksha. Um, But I have been given the vision, and nobody has told me this vision, of what Kalima looks like, the planet that exists in her lap, and the light beings and and light, uh, you know, various trees and fauna and uh, flora that exists there. This vision was given to me. Um, And this is what I have to shoot for through compassion, through courage, through constancy in my path, and this is how I achieved that. Kalima has allowed me to shoot for something that was previously beyond my ability to even understand, let alone see before my eyes as she has given me this sight uh, of this vision. Um, magic has helped me to understand manifestation, uh, the, under- the understanding of the energy that's available to us, and what I can do in reality without having to uh, contact another being or understand anything else, but... Uh, my own my own abilities so uh, i want to thank you very much josh for coming on this channel and i want to thank you very much lena for being on this episode as well thank you and um thank you all for listening if you all have any questions comments concerns feel free to contact me at www.facebook.com slash hunter.salazar message me friend me what have you and uh what is your podcast uh, lena
1: um the mental health talk by lena elizabeth
0: on uh, every place that podcast can be found right
1: yes
0: excellent um so yeah everybody thank you very much for listening and i'll see all of you on the channel in the future